What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, friends, and welcome to the New Vision Podcast. I'm Dixie Lovett, the Director of Women's Ministry, and I'm thankful that you're listening in today as we continue reading in the book of Acts. The book of Acts's main purpose is to record like a history uh, and a selective history of the early church following the resurrection of Christ. It's a record of the spread of gospel from Jerusalem to Rome. It has a number of unique features, and one of these is it's the only New Testament book that tells about the ministry of the apostles, thus it's named the Acts of the Apostles. Um, also, we know from different commentaries and historical accounts that Luke is shown as the author um, of Acts, as well as the author of Luke. Some think it's just a continuation of the book of Luke. But what we'll be reading today is beginning in Paul's second missionary journey, and you will be hard-pressed to find a more exciting story than what we're about to embark on. I like to read it as an adventure. You know, an adventure is unusual and exciting and at times possibly dangerous experience where there's just all kind of unknowns. Oftentimes, you don't know exactly where you're going to go, but you're heading out on this adventure, and that's kind of what this second missionary journey is about. Let me go ahead and uh, get started in our reading. It's um, Acts 16, verses 1 through 15, and I'll be reading from the ESV. Paul also came to Derby and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. And they went on their way through the cities. They delivered to them for the observance, the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and the elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak a word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which was a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a Roman colony. We remained in the city some days, and on the Sabbath day we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the woman who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul, and after she was baptized, 
she and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. Well, in the beginning of this passage, we see that uh, Paul and Silas um, have a join in with, they meet Timothy and they're joining into him. And right off the bat, we see that Paul um, is having Timothy circumcised. And so that's the first question that comes to mind. Why on earth is that happening? Well, we know from what the text tells us that Timothy's mother was Jewish and his father was Greek. So according to the Jewish law, Timothy would be considered Jewish by all the Jewish people, but he would be uncircumcised. And the Jewish people would discredit Timothy in anything he might be teaching or preaching because of that fact. And Paul um, typically always went to a synagogue in the cities at the very first to begin his teaching, and he wanted Timothy to be able to do that as well. And also, he didn't want, I, I believe, didn't want to have to be um, explaining why all the time with Timothy. It would just prevent them from getting right to sharing the gospel with others. So, the one of the things that is said in this last part of the passage is that the churches were strengthened in the faith and they increased in numbers daily. And that was the main mission of this second, this second uh, missionary journey was for Paul to revisit churches that they had seen on their first missionary journey and to strengthen them and encourage them in their faith. But they were also seeing more people coming to faith and belief in Jesus Christ. Then they had um, what is called oftentimes the Macedonian call. But it's interesting to me that they were uh, led um, or forbidden to speak um, by the Holy Spirit, in, uh, speak a word in Asia. So this is not Asia as in today. This is Asia Minor. It's a, a Roman uh, colony called Asian Minor, which is today Turkey. But what they uh, ended up traveling through is kind of around the northern edge of that, which would be like a 400-mile journey around to Troas. And if you think about 400 miles, that's about like from one, um, like the western border of Tennessee to the eastern border of Tennessee. And if they were traveling 20 miles a day, it would take them like 20 days to do this on foot. So it was quite a ways around where they were going. And that's where I get it's an adventure. They want to take out one way, but the Holy Spirit is leading them to do something different. Uh, so they went on their way in which they ended up uh, in Troas. And when they were in Troas, um, Paul had this vision where uh, a Macedonian man was saying, come and help us. So sensing that the God's spirit was really there, they concluded that they should go and preach the gospel. So when they get there and they set sail from Troas and they get um, over to Samothrace, they go through Neapol. Neapolis and then to Philippi. Philippi was like one of the main cities there. And it's interesting, it was a very much Greek, but there was not a synagogue present, which is, is quite interesting, which would also kind of let us know that there weren't very many Jewish men there. And so he was looking for a, um, a place to begin teaching and preaching. And they went to the riverside and they supposed to find a place of prayer. But there were women there, the scripture tells us, that had come together. Well, I want to point out that this word come together, if you research the Greek word for that, its beginning is the word sin. 
S-Y-N, as in synagogue, which does mean like a gathering together. But they were gathering together. So then these, these men come in and start preaching the gospel in this prayer gathering of women. But one who heard it was a, a lady named Lydia. And it says she was from the city of Thyatira. She was a seller of purple goods. Well, Thyatira was a place in which uh, the dye of the color purple where it was developed and where it came from and plus the purple goods or the purple material is something um, that would have been very expensive in the time so she was a worshiper of God and we know that she was also probably quite wealthy but the next thing we know is that the Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what Paul said I'm reminded here that that is how we come to salvation we come to salvation when the Lord draws us to himself, just as he opened uh, Lydia's heart to hear what was being said by Paul. And she believed, she believed in the gospel. She believed in Jesus and she was baptized. But then there again, we learn that her whole household was as well. And then she asked them to stay. So as I look through all of this, um, I a couple of things about uh, Lydia that came to mind is that Thyatira is in that province of Asia and in a district of Lydia, which is probably how, why she was named Lydia. But that's where um, Paul and Silas and Timothy were prevented uh, from going into or speaking into. And that is actually where um, Lydia was from, from Thyatira. So I can't help but think that in this journey, in this adventure around, that the Lord was preventing one thing or putting an obstacle in another way of which they wanted to go and taking them to Troas all the way to Philippi. And the person that hears the gospel and comes to faith is Lydia, who is from Thyatira. She would have influence in Thyatira. She could go back to Thyatira. And, and we know from Revelation that later on there was a church that was established in Thyatira. So maybe that was part of Lydia's plan in God's plan for Lydia is to be able to share her faith with her family and people in Thyatira. But as we, um, we go on through all of this, I can't help but think that um, this little meeting that they had at the Riverside, this meeting of prayer, was probably one of the very first uh, religious meetings that Christians ever had in Europe. But it's remarkable to me that it was a prayer meeting. It was one that was attended and kind of began and instigated and run by women. And then these two ministers came to preach the gospel to them. But it is in this way um, that the gospel will be best preserved to us and shared to others is by beginning in prayer. And I think that that we should always begin any of our um, sharing of the gospel, anytime we reach out to others, really anything we do in life, it's best if it begins with prayer. So um, as a girl mom and a grandmother, uh, I have learned over the years that prayer is a necessity. You know, we can't always be physically present with our families, but the Lord is, and that I can uh, continue to seek the Lord as he is present in my life and as he is present in my family's life and to intercede 
uh, to the Lord for my family. I pray for open hearts for my grandchildren, that they will come to faith. Uh, we pray for open hearts in those that are around us, that they will come to faith. And I can't help but remember what we uh, were taught in Deuteronomy, which is often called the Shema. It's in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. And I'm going to read it for us really quick. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be upon your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your households, and on your gates. So everyone, as we're reading and we're thinking about this little stop that they had in Philippi, and as the Lord drew Paul to uh, Troas, and then over to Philippi to share the gospel, and these women that were gathering in prayer, may we keep on praying, keep on praying, and may we share the gospel, and may we keep following the Lord. I pray that y'all have a wonderful day, and I pray that you will also join us again tomorrow as we continue on in reading through the book of Acts. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.